We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting somewhere close. The signal is strong. Train, how would what kind of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here with an episode titled, Falling in Love with Lost Again. Oh, that's what it is for me. Is that really what you're calling this? Uh, Why not? Okay. You got a better title? No. Okay. Then falling in love with Lost Again. I just thought it would be, I don't know. (laughs) Basically what you're saying is, Cliff, that really sucks. No, I I guess I thought, no, that's not, it just took me by surprise. I think I thought it would be more like, um, Mana Science, Mana Faith Revisited, or... Oh, that's boring. um, Or, uh... Well, you gotta figure, we left off last episode 61 no 62 i don't know 60 60 something last episode that we recorded i pretty much was pretty down on lost yeah um just this whole idea of this hiatus that we're on i i really went i really think we're through the hardest part of the hiatus though yeah i would agree absolutely i think that um because now we've got you know we've got what like five weeks left or something only yeah yeah and those five weeks could fly by. I And I think they will. In fact, they're going to fly by for us you know, because... January, everybody's going to be looking forward to getting their, you know... They're um, lost on. <laughs> Christmas tree down. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Whatever. I, that wasn't where I was going with that, but... Well, I, it, you were just doing that whole head shaking thing. I was like, "Get your freak on!" Uh, I wasn't meaning to shake my head, I'm but you were trying to stay awake. Is that what you? Oh, you got some caffeine over there, right? Yeah, but you put ice in it, and so now oh, it tastes horrible. Oh my gosh! I'm what an awful husband I am. Yeah, I put an ice cube in your cup. Oh no! Wait, <laughs> one, two, let three, me four, count five. the ways. <laughs> You have five ice Hey, can we talk about Lost? We can. Okay, cool. Eventually. <laughs> we'll get there, people. <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about this because well, I really liked what we just fall, did. Falling in love with Lost again was important for me because I have been pretty bummed. The hiatus, the Lost experience, everything that they've done since the end of season two has been a complete letdown for me. With the exception of some very good episodes, two or three episodes in the first six of season three, and some some stuff there they did, but they completely screwed that up with the whole relationship between Jack Collier, uh, Jack Collier, Jack <laughs> Sawyer and Kate. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, so I, I've been kind of down on Lost. Right. I, I my, we haven't recorded. We have been. We haven't recorded in a while and kind of enjoyed not recording in a while. And so I, I thought to myself, what it, what can I do to really change this? Because we, we want to get back to weekly recording. And Correct. and we are back to it now. And I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like, well, people aren't going to want to hear Cliff, you know, just drag Lost through the mud. So what I did is I went back and watched the episode, my favorite episode. My all-time favorite episode of Lost. Did you watch it in its entirety before we watched it together? No. Okay. 
I watched it in abbreviated form just to give me enough. In, abbreviated as in like the first few minutes or? No. I, I Splashes throughout the whole. Splashes throughout the whole thing to kind of get some. So you pretty much watched the whole thing before we watched pretty, it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Okay. But I but what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through and point out some of the things that I loved about this episode. Right. And so um I went back and I reviewed the episode, you know, and got some Are sound we clips. Tell them which episode we reviewed. I, well, I was starting to and you then cut me off, but anyway, yes, my all-time favorite episode of Lost, season 2, episode 1, titled Man of Science, Man, Man of, of Faith. Faith. Now, Stephanie, why don't you explain to them something that you and I both were completely clueless of. Most people, Assume. when they assumed what? Most people assumed that man of science, man of faith was this um, was this thing between Locke and, and Jack, being Locke the man of faith and Jack being the man of science. And um, I found it so cool to hear Damon and Carlton say that Man of science, man of faith is Jack. It's all about it's Jack. It's all the about title Jack. Title is directly to How him alone. He starts out as a man of science and empirical he ends up beliefs and stuff. As a man of faith. It, yes, that, that that was awesome. That was very cool. And explain to them how we learned that bit of information. Um. Well. What did we Cliff, just do? We just watched the... Um, well, don't tell me. Don't sit there and say, like, duh, Cliff. I, I mean, they have no idea. No, I, that's not what I was meaning. Oh, okay, go ahead. I was going on the whole radio thing we were doing before we started recording. The whole, oh, the, the NPR thing. Yeah, well, Hello, Cliff. welcome to the weekly NPR Lost you Podcast. You are so just... It's cool You think I'm just attacking evening. you all the time now, don't you? Maybe I'm a little defensive. Maybe you are. I so anyway, what we did. My NPR. What we did was watch. Hold on. Oh, let's go seriously. to. Seriously. Hold on. Let's go back to Stephanie's story here on NPR. Go ahead, babe. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> what did we do now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We watched the episode on our DVDs with the commentary from Carlton Cuse, um, Damon Lindelof, and Jack Bender. We've had this season two DVD Damon, set for how long? A while. A while. Um, Damon wrote the episode. Okay. And See, I didn't um, even catch that part. And Jack directed it. And so it was cool to have them sit down and, and talk about, listen to them talk about, you know... Um, what they were trying to accomplish right in each scene and some of the tricks like there's um there's two different scenes in this one is where um Locke and Kate are walking through the jungle mm-hmm. in, at night and um the other scene is Jack and Hurley walking through the jungle at night and it's the same 20 feet of jungle but because of the way they shot the camera and the, and Just the camera different angles angle. and, and things like that, um, it looks like they're in different, you know, the jungle at night is the jungle at night. But um, but it's the same 20 feet of jungle that, that they used. That was pretty neat. This is bugging me. Why is it bugging you? I don't know. Is that better? It's fine. Because it, it was bugging me. Okay. Okay. As Meaning my microphone bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, that was cool. I have a spiffy one like Cliff. I'm gonna get you a spiffy one like mine. Yeah, that's what I you am. say. 
so that you can. So anyway, it was sound very. Like NPR. It was very cool. It was very cool to watch the episode. Yes, it was. They had this. Uh, now you're just annoying me. Now I'm just annoying yes. you. I was just trying to make it a joke before. Yes, I know. You're taking it too far. It, I I do that sometimes. Oh yeah. Now I'm Howard Stern. <laughs> 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 Actually, I have no idea. It's been so long since I've ever listened to anything from Howard Stern. So, oh, yeah. Not that I ever listened to an entire <laughs> show of his. I've... So, what do you got on your little? Okay, so so we we learned we we enjoyed watching the um, commentary, right, which is really all you can hear. You really can't hear any um, dialogue in the episode unless they want you to hear it. Exactly. They being, it was kind of, it was almost, um, hard to listen because they had it down so low. I know because it is muffled in the background, but they're talking over it. It it was difficult, which at times what, what you and I want, well, actually what I want to do and I'm going to try to talk you into doing is that next week I want to sit down here and put, uh, another episode from season two. Um, into the DVD player here and bring the audio into this recording, uh, much like we do our clips. Yeah. And I want us to actually sit down in front of these microphones and talk about it as we're playing an entire episode, do an, or do our own commentary. I know some other podcasters have done that with uh, uh, even Lost or yeah. other TV series that are, that have podcasts. What are you rocking for? I don't know. <laughs> that... It's a little funny looking there, babe. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of here. I don't really have anything to hold in my hand or... Here, would you like a um, show notes? No, I tried. I took my glasses off so I can't read it, so it does no good in my hands. <laughs> All right. So we watched that whole thing, and we may do a commentary of our own. Not necessarily a commentary, but watch an episode <laughs> of Lost with Cliff and Stephanie, um, and tell them which one you had suggested that we watch. Uh, what was the title of that episode? <laughs> it was called... Ho hum. <laughs> that is the one that I suggested. How um, it was but, two for the road, wasn't it? No. No. That wasn't. Was it? I th- no. 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 It was the Anna Lulu one. It was the first. It was. Oh, who cares anymore? It wasn't two for the road. No, it wasn't two for the f- road. Anyway, it was, I don't remember the name of the episode. The, it was that. It was the really. Non- it was the really ho hum episode with Anna Lucia and Christian Shepherd and. Yeah, they all know which one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> some some of them, of course. We picked up some new listeners during the yes, summer. Yes, we have. You know, um, and they don't know how. Ho-hum but I would have that to say was. that I would have to say that. Listening to me watch an episode of Lost would probably be entertaining, even if it was a really good one, because I watch TV in a way that I think no other person watches TV. And you and I watching television together is even more funny. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't know how we've survived watching Lost together this long. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that I don't just watch it the next day when you're at work or something. <laughs> because I'm surprised you don't rewatch it. <laughs> All righty. So anyway, how do we, you know I don't? I don't. I don't. Maybe you do. So okay. So. Anyway, I what I did is I was I was falling out of love with Lost. Right. I was a little upset, angry, and miffed about the Lost experience. I was down about um, the hiatus and just really bummed about a lot of junk regarding Lost. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to podcast any more between and now and the, uh, what and, a wonder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who who was that in the last episode? This is not generally singing about Lost. 
I wasn't really singing. Okay. So I was saying something, but it doesn't really you matter. You were thinking to yourself. I was thinking to myself, if we're going to podcast about anything before Lost comes back on and gives us some good content, I better podcast about something that is exciting because otherwise everybody's going to stop listening to us. Right. Which probably may happen. It may happen anyway. But anyway, uh, here's the deal. I fell in love with Lost. The first it was the first three episodes of season two. And so I went back and watched this and I this is what I this episode you watched it without me, though. You were sleeping. And how how many days have I been trying to get you to come down here and watch this with me? That's what you get for staying up in the middle of the night. Yeah, well. Deciding that you just need to, you know, not go to bed and get rest. You need to be cranky the next day, so you're going to stay up all night. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) See? Cranky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I had already shared that, you know, this was my favorite episode. Right. And this episode, Man of Science, Man of Faith, the very first season two opening episode had everything that I love about Lost. And of course, um, it was a long hiatus because I had gotten hooked. At the end. At the end of season right. one. So you had to go back. And, and I had to go back and rewatched all of season one within three days, back to back. And then I had to wait for. Lost to come back, and of course we started pod. Or I started blogging about Lost, and then I started podcasting about Lost. And Stephanie is still doing her shaking back and forth. It's a different way now, though. Yes, it's it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meant to be entertaining. I'm just kind okay. of bored over here. So I ended up getting my hands on season one, watched the whole thing straight through within a uh, within a very short period of time, and I had never been so eager. To see a television show (laughs) as I was eager to see this next episode of Lost. Are we going to talk about this show or do I just have to sit here and read your (laughs) script? And this episode did not let me down. And I'll never forget when I heard these three words. Previously on Lost. The others are coming. You have only three choices. Run. Hide. Or die. We do have a plan. Yeah, you're going to the jungle and get some dynamite and blow open the hatch, and then you're gonna hide everyone inside. <sighs> Stop! Stop it! Stop it! We can't! Stop! Don't hide him! Dude, that was more than three words. No, well, the the first three words were previously on Lost. I got you there. Okay, so then we immediately jump into the reveal of Desmond in the hatch. (laughs) Will you quit laughing at me for reading my script? Well, you could have at least scripted something for me to say. Okay, Stephanie, why don't you read this? I don't think I can read it with the enthusiasm and passion that you are. <laughs> I thought we were just gonna talk about what they talked about. No, that's gonna come up if you were in here and you want to talk about something. <laughs> so, is there a place on on page two where I get to talk? No. And <laughs> why do I bother? <laughs> Because I need you here to interrupt me. That's that's what this show's about. 
No, seriously. You're... <laughs> jump into the reveal of Desmond in the hatch. But of course, the way we started out means... Where do you come up with this? This doesn't even sound like you. Of course, the way it started out, we weren't quite aware that this was inside of the hatch. I mean, it just seemed like any other flashback scene. Like an apartment in San Francisco. Yes, exactly. Because that was very important to them. Like a loft in San Francisco. See, now, that's exactly what I... See, I wrote this script in, and you interjected that from what we had just watched. That's where you come in. That's where... It's unscripted. <laughs> but it's okay. My gosh. Give Great. me a hard time. So, anyway, it was very important for Hold them. on, my eyes are burning. <laughs> Get your fingers out of them, they might be okay. (laughs) It was very important for them to make it appear just as any apartment loft or, um, and and they were very particular about San Francisco when talking about it. Um, and I think they did a good job. Yeah, they did. In fact, it wasn't until the uh, the hatch door had been had exploded, right? And the record skip that we knew for the first time, and the dust falls that it was that this guy was underground exactly, and it would set up the whole story for season two, (coughs) which is an amazing opening scene. Absolutely. And And they talked about. I'm sorry, you have a clip. Do you want to play your clip first? Yeah, play the. Let's play the clip, and then you can uh, comment on it. Our local grocery scanner. He needs to take typing lessons. I fell in love with this song as soon as I heard it. I'm, yeah. It's a great song. I went and downloaded it off of iTunes as soon as I heard it. It's on my iPod now, too. Yep. Here it comes. Can you sing with me? No. But they talked about the importance of picking the song. And yeah. Which one of them said it was their mom who listened to her mama cast CD? Yeah. While she was crying. While vacuuming and crying every Sunday. Which reminds me of the opening scene of season three with Juliet crying. Yeah. Uh-huh. To a different song. But a similar sounding song. But you got to make your own kind of music. Yeah, that's definitely your own kind of music. You don't even know the words. I don't have to know the words. How can you call this your favorite song? I don't know. Okay, is your clip over here? No. Oh, wow. This is the opening scene. Nice little blender. Just to do your thing, the hardest thing to do. 
and then we have this awesome sound. I love this music. That was him, I guess, shutting down the lights. Now he's adjusting the little periscope, telescope kind of thingy. And the mirror at the bottom was a green screen. The whole scene was. The, the whole scene of the... Of the hatch. Yeah, of going into where the mirror is and then up the hatch. And then the turn of the camera to reveal. Yes. I love the sound. Do love all their special sounds. You know, now I don't remember what I was going to say about this. I'm sorry. And of course, it ends with showing Locke and Jack looking and down, and Kate looking down to see what's at the bottom of the hatch. Right. And it's revealed that yeah. Desmond is on the island, living this kind of funky life in his own personal flat on the island. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't remember what I was going to say about that. All right. Well, we went to commercial break. Yes. And as soon as we come back, we come to one of my favorite little clips. This is only 15 seconds, by the way, Stephanie. Okay. We come back, and Hurley's counting the numbers. And not only is he counting the numbers, but he's kind of doing it in kind of a weird kind of way. And it reminds me of when he goes and visits Lenny to find out about the numbers. Right. And Lenny's playing a little Connect Four. Which I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you take Connect Four, I think there are forty-two. Is there forty-two? I think so. Uh, I don't know. There, no, I think there's more. But if you put yeah. if you put a if you put all black checkers on the board except for in the if you count from the top left and go down and count down and then start in the second line at the top and count down and go all the way across. If you were to put a red checker at four, eight, fifteen. 16, 23, that would actually make the Big Dipper. Yeah. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. So anyway, uh, but Lenny in the institution is kind of just saying the numbers. Four, eight, 50, 60, and then we open up from commercial break to this. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, 4, 8, we're dead. 15, doomed and dead. 16, 20. Are we okay? Huh? Yeah, awesome. I just... Have to pee. Great idea to go look in the burning death hole. The burning death hole. I love that. All right, so um, Stephanie, after this clip, we pretty much Jack and John have their little uh, marital spat about going whether or not they're going to go down into the hatch. And John asks Jack what he's afraid of, and then we cut to a flashback. He says, "Why? Why are you afraid to go down there, Jack?" And and we cut to a flashback. Um, now, do you want to talk about what the director said about how how they used Jack for one portion of the audience and how they used John for another per- portion of the audience? Okay. 
Like for the talk- relationship okay. people and the mystery people. They okay. talked about it more at the end. More at but, the end, right? But, so but I'm it, trying to... I'm just trying to piece together what they... Well, they pretty much played said, off but Jack. They played Jack as... Um, the guy that goes back and handles the relationships with the people. Yes, and he, he becomes, at the end of this episode, he becomes the man who says, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is going to be okay. Because in the beginning, and I do, it's in, it's not in this next flashback that we saw, but I think it's in the next one, is where he tells Sarah that, you know, you're pretty much screwed. You right. Know, that, there's nothing we can do for you. You're probably going to, you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. Yeah. And Christian confronts him on that. And he says, you know, giving false hope is just wrong. You know, there's hope and there's false hope. Yeah. And, um, and so then by the end of the episode, we see him become the man who we, comes back and says, you know, exactly that everything's going to be okay. Right. You know, and, um, and then John comes in and he, you know, throws the rope over his arm and, and he's going into... Because that's a nice speech and all, like, but... like, that's a nice speech and all, but, you know, here we go. And so um, Damon and Carlton said that, you know, Jack represents those um, viewers who wanted the relationships and who wanted to dive into that backstory and understand Jack where John represents the viewers who have waited all summer to see what's in that hatch. And so and that's he throws, all they care about. He throws that rope over his shoulder and he's like, you know, we're getting the hell down into that hatch because that's what we've been waiting for. Right. And that's exactly what they said. So, so yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> that was an editorial quote there. Yes, it was. So, and, But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, Jack, his mind was not on the hatch. His mind was with the people. And how they're faring during this difficult time, and and that's what some the people who are into Lost for the relationships that's what they wanted to see. They want to see how Shannon's gonna find the dog, and and whether or not Saeed's gonna kiss Shannon in the woods or something. And I mean all that <laughs> crap. And then hey. I know I'm just kidding, but and, and half then, of that crap is what made this episode what it was. No, I know. So you I, have and I'm to gonna give get it to credit. that. I, I'm gonna give it credit in just a moment. But the, but the rest of the people, John Locke only wanted one thing. I want to know what's, what's in the hatch. Right. I don't care about anybody else. I want to know what's in the hatch. And that's how us, us mystery people were. Right. And so that's I, I, I think that's where a lot of people said, I like John Locke. That's what kind of yeah. drew, drew me to John Locke. I mean, he even John Locke over Echo... Because Echo became this, you know, this this uh, godly man, or at least right. it, it appeared to be, you know, this man of of great faith and Christian character, and, and all these things that that was going to be interesting. And and even during this time, Locke still remained my favorite, even when he said, you know, well, some we hadn't incorrect. Met Echo yet. Well, I'm talking about even when okay. John Locke later on would explain. Some things that were just really off the wall about why you know you get why you should get baptized and right. and stuff like that and John Locke still remained my favorite character and it, and I think that this this episode set that up for me. Okay. John Locke's always pushing for the next understanding of what's on the mystery, what's going on in the mystery. It's John who saw the map and painted on the blast doors. I mean, it's John who 
who goes in and really wants to uh, find out about Henry and has right. some very interesting conversations with him. So, yeah, John, definitely. Uh, so, basically, after uh, Hurley counts and stuff, uh, Jack says, hey, or John says to Jack, Jack, why are you afraid? Right. What are you afraid of? And we go to a flashback. And uh, basically, in this flashback, we see that there are two victims brought into a hospital, and Jack has to decide between these two people who he will save. Now, I mean, I don't know why Jack's the only person there that could do anything. I mean, it seems a little odd. But anyway, the fact is is that he has a choice. It was Mr. Rutherford or Sarah. And we learn later that Mr. Rutherford is Shannon's dad. dad. Now... Now, what we are led to believe, and this is a theory of mine, and I don't know how long it's been since I've shared this theory, and I don't even know if you remember me sharing it, but do you, why is, when they said, when they wheeled Sarah in, do you remember what they said had happened? An SUV had crossed crossed the the median median and hit hit her head on. Head on. Okay. Now, they wheel in Mr. Rutherford, Mm -hmm. and as they're wheeling in Mr. Rutherford, Jack said, where's the person in the SUV? And they will in Mr. Rutherford. But it is not Mr. Rutherford that was in the SUV. Because in a later episode, or an earlier episode in season one, I can't remember all these episodes. And I think it's in a later episode. It was a Shannon flashback. And that's when they bring Boone back in the flashback to the memorial funeral service or whatever. And it's at that point where we learn that a an SUV crossed the median and hit both of them. Shannon's father head on. Right. Okay. Now most people don't know this because I don't hear anybody else talking about this. Yeah. So we've been led to believe that Shannon's father Was crossed the, the SUV right. and hit head on. But Mr. Rutherford, we know he wasn't driving an SUV because they made a point. Yeah, he was hit by an SUV. You would not say he was hit by an SUV if he was also driving an SUV. People would say he was hit by another SUV or something like that. So anyway, so Shannon, Shannon's dad and Sarah driving side by side on the interstate, and the SUV crosses the median. And strikes them head on. My theory, John Locke lost the use of his legs when he was driving his SUV, crossed the median, and hit them both head on. But we've never seen John have an SUV. Yet. But we've seen him have different seen vehicles. Have we've seen him truck. having a... We've he, and we saw him in a little Volkswagen Bug. I mean, John John believes in using these, you know, beat up vehicles, you know. and How's he get an SUV? I, I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking. I my my prediction. I remember in season three, theory. they're going to reveal what happened to Locke's legs, and I bet you. Uh, well, I don't bet you, but right. I, I, my prediction is that Locke will be. We'll see a flashback of him driving an SUV, crossing the median, and hitting Sarah and Mister Rutherford head on. Okay. And he was air cared to another hospital right. or something. Ha! So so he chose Sarah. He chose to save Sarah because she was the savable. Yes, correct. Uh, I don't know that. Is that- not, not necessarily. He chose to save Sarah. I think probably because she was already that he she was there first. He kind of got a chance to assess okay. the the thing. Uh, they there were other doc or there were other attendants attending 
to Mr. Rutherford. Right. And he was already working on, he had already decided to start working on Shannon. And Sarah. I'm sorry, right, Sarah. And basically, um, let's see here. Right. Oh, uh, so anyway, he's he's pulling, he's uh, suctioning the blood out of, uh, I think he said her, her whatever sack or whatever. So one of the things that happens while that scene's going on, the other doctors are like, hey, we could use some health, help here. And I did not realize until I went back and rewatched it that we heard the numbers in uh-huh. this episode and in this flashback. Doctor, we're losing him. BP stabilizing. Time of death, 8.15 a.m. 8.15, there it is. And so I never even caught that the first time. Isn't that also the flight number? Yeah, flight eight fifteen, and it's eight four eight fifteen six. Right. So well, it, I know the numbers. But yeah, I'm just I know. Saying, isn't it the exact? Yeah, eight fifteen, the... flight eight fifteen. So I mean, there was another use of the numbers, and and uh, it was tucked away. And me being the mystery and Easter egg kind of person that I am, I just realized that viewing it this time. And so basically, we come out of this flashback, and we see Charlie talking to a great-looking girl. Now, I'll go ahead and uh, take the photo of this girl, and <laughs> and maybe I'll just make her the album art for this week's podcast. Yeah. So if you have your iPod. And, and when we're watching the, um, the show tonight with the commentary, Cliff starts pointing out all the extras that we're seeing. Uh-huh. And whether they're great looking or not. And, and the reason... <laughs> so, if there are any extras out there who have been on Lost, <laughs> I would have to apologize. If I pointed out that they're not if great looking. Out the there thing. was one, I'm like, there's another woman. But she's not that great looking. <laughs> Poor thing. But here's the deal. I mean, what the point is, is that they have this good looking girl. And why didn't they bring her into the show? I mean, she's already been there. In fact... Let's see, um, uh, good looking. Here, let, let's let's bring up this little dialogue. Okay, no one is out there. No one is coming. But the, but the French woman said... The French woman is missing a bloody wingnut, you know? I mean, it, it was all bollocks. <laughs> it's a ghost story. She set the fire herself. But 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 the French woman said... I mean, it, she almost <laughs> has the same line bloody as... Bloody wingnut. He's great. <laughs> I know. But anyway, so you have this the, you have this girl on the island and you know, how many extras have we seen? In this episode alone, I think we saw about 13, maybe 7 or 8 or 9. A ton. Just a whole yeah. boatload of extras in this episode and, and all the other extras we've seen in all the other ep- episodes and I'm, I'm I have nowhere near enough time to do this but if somebody could go and take a screenshot of every extra that's been shown that have been the uh tail or the uh, fuselage survivors and go and count them I'm sure that there's been more survivors different actors playing extras than there are survivors so but anyway why didn't they bring this girl back? I, I mean, it, 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 at least she knows who the French chick is. I mean, Nikki. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they. There are obvious scenes in Lost where Jack or somebody has made public announcements to the entire group of survivors, and Nikki has they, the. Who are the? Or, and Apollo says, "Uh, uh, who are the others?" Well, he doesn't say "uh," but he does say. Okay. Who well, are the he others? he should have said "uh." 
Okay. Anyway. So anyway, yes, there was All right. so, an extra. I don't know why she hasn't brought, brought in. But then we go to a flashback. Yes, next we have a Jack flashback and we see and him. And I talked about this one. This is the one where he and Christian talk about his lack of bedside manner. His exactly. lack of giving hope. <laughs> yes. Let's hear it. You might want to try handing out some hope every once in a while. Would you like some hope, Even if sir? there's a 99% probability that they're utterly, hopelessly screwed. Screwed. Folks are much more inclined to hear that 1% chance. You're hopelessly and utterly okay. screwed, but there's a 1% chance you're going to be okay. I tell her that everything's going to be okay. That's false hope, Dad. But maybe, maybe, but it's still hope. But it's still hope. And, of course, this is a big, huge thing for Jack because he's like, listen, Dad, uh, empirical science will tell you this is hopeless. Hopeless. You know, but and then I love this scene. I absolutely love the scene. And there's things that I caught in the scene listening to them talk about it that set it up for us are just really cool. This is the scene where they're in the operating room. Yes. You know, he's he's coming in, he's he's scrubbed in and they're putting on his um, you know, um his gloves and stuff and she says, "Come here." And so he says, "Okay." And he kind of inches a little closer to her and she says, "No closer, closer." And so they are face to face and she's, you know, laying down on the table and um she says, "It's okay." I know I'm not going to dance again. I can roll around at my wedding. Which is is like, oh my gosh, you don't understand the the conversation I just had with your fiancé. Right. Which was the fiancé saying, uh, she's going to be able to have sex with me, isn't she? Pretty much. You know, yeah. I, I just want to make sure because that's important to me. And the the creep is like, you know, I mean, out of here. Exactly, he's he's gonna be gone. Uh, right. And so Jack, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that, and she's like, "You're invited yeah. to my wedding." And um, he gets. I mean, this is a moment for Jack. And yeah. if you go back and you watch it with um. Knowing their whole backstory, you mm-hmm. know, or you know what we know of it now. Um, and you look at the look in his eye and the intensity in him. And he says, I'm going to fix you. And then he looks up and he's like, holy crap, what did I just do? And the nurse immediately after <laughs> and the, nurse, the nurse's eyes are about ready to plunge out of her head. It's, it's great. And these two, um, you know, Matthew Fox and Julie Bowman were absolutely fabulous together. In these very crucial scenes. Yes. It's okay. I know I'm not going to be dancing anymore. I can still roll around at my wedding. You're invited, okay? I'm going to fix you. So there you go. Yeah. Now, immediately... You definitely, you've got to go back and see his eyes after he says In that. the nurse's <laughs> eyes. They're just like, what did we do? Uh, <laughs> I don't think you should have said that. <laughs> but that was it. That was 
a turning that was not the turning point for Jack, but that was a turning, a turning point. point. For Absolutely. Jack. And uh basically uh after the surgery, Jack goes for a run because he obviously is uh beating he's down his, he's, because he's, it didn't work. It and... didn't work, he's failed. Uh and he runs into future seeing man, uh who we know now as Desmond, of course. And uh the question I have is can he see the future? Because uh, Jack says, I failed, you know, I, you know, he explains that, you know, the reason he's doing this to himself is because, you know, I, I you know, she's, she's, you know, she, her life is destroyed. Right. And he's like, well, you know, what if you did heal her? I made a promise I couldn't keep. I told her I'd fix her and couldn't. Failed. Right. Just one thing. What if you did fix her? I didn't. Well, what if you did? You don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't. Why not? Because with her situation, that would be a miracle, brother. Okay, so if I'm if I'm Desmond, if I'm me, and somebody just is this torn up, I don't. I mean, Desmond is like not only is he trying to give Jack hope. What if you did? I mean, Jack is a doctor. He's obviously already performed the operation. He knows that it was a complete and utter failure. And Desmond's like, but what if you did? What, but what, what if you did? But what if you did? And he's like, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. Well, why don't I? It, it's almost as if Desmond already knows. I, 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 I know it's a stretch, but knowing what we know from season three and the first couple episodes with him, you know, the lightning strike and all that stuff and the deja vu kind of thing and the, you know, in the speech that was it Locke gave, you know, for seeing that. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's the very famous words that he, he leaves Jack with. Well, good luck, brother. See you in another life, yeah? I mean, it, I, 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 it, did he know? Did he know? Maybe not the circumstances. Maybe. Because he looked as surprised to see Jack as Jack was to see him at the end of this episode. But did he somehow know and perceive that I'll see you in another life? Or is that just a a way that he always said goodbye to people? You know? So, I, I don't know. But anyway, the next scene was simply spine chilling. I have... Now, that's a pun intended there. I I know. I get that. Um, you just have to. I, I know that so many people watch this episode coming off of a long height, you know, coming over off of the summer hiatus with the cliffhanger of the hatch and Walt. And so many people watched this episode just for those hatch scenes. And if that was you, I strongly suggest that you go back and rewatch it because. These episodes between Jack and Sarah are crucial to what is going on in the relationship in field. The, in all of Jack's relationships. Yes. And um and obviously Jack's relationships affect everybody's you know relationships. When Jack's not happy, nobody's happy. That's not what I'm saying, <laughs> but you know, but I have just Again, Matthew Fox and Julie Bowman do an absolutely fabulous job um, relating 
the emotion and the I I just no. Let me tell you. I I'm in awe of this scene. Yeah, and before I play this scene for us, um, I want to say something. When we watched this, when we were watching this episode live or DVR'd 15 minutes into it, so we didn't have to watch commercials. uh, When we were watching this as it aired and coming off a hiatus, I remember this scene and I remember thinking to myself, get back to the hatch. Get back to that. I want to get back to that. And I completely overlooked this. And and because, obviously, I know everything there is to know that they've revealed about the hatch and, and all that stuff. When I watched it this time, I actually watched it and, and took in this scene. And it almost brought a tear to my eye. This could have been. I mean, that scene. <coughs> they could have built a whole episode around that scene. Do you? Yeah. I, I, mean, you I know, know what you're saying. And... It's just, it's remarkable acting. I did everything that I could, but your spinal column, I just... I couldn't repair it. That's when he starts to cry. You're going to be paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Sarah. You're yanking my chain, right? This is no. where the goosebumps come in, right yeah. here. And I'm come back and wiggle my toes. Separate from doctor-patient, that is the moment where they connected as a man and a woman. Yes. I, I, I agree with you 100%. They, they they had some kind of bond at that moment. Absolutely. They partook in that miracle together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it It's almost for the sake of the show, it's as if fate had brought them together. Right. Or John um. Locke in a SUV that <laughs> went across the median. Maybe. Um, what else was I going to say? <laughs> I remember sitting there, um, well, duh, it was just like 30 minutes ago, <laughs> sitting on the couch and we were watching it and, um, one of them, you know, we're listening to the commentary and one of them comments on how well her makeup was, but I remember watching the show thinking she was just hit head on by an SUV. You think she could have been, you know? A little bit more bruised up. Well, yeah, I, but so, but could she have? I don't know. You're you're right. I don't know. But anyway, I just thought it was funny that they were commenting on. It, oh. it was good makeup, but I thought that maybe it should have been. At least she didn't look like Cover Girl. 
Right. Mrs. I mean, she Clairol. didn't look like she. So, um, what else was I going to say about that? Oh, they said that um, that Julie Bowman had already signed for Boston Legal. I know. And so it was um, how um, David E. Kelly worked very well with with, with them to let her. Um, to let her off and do her reoccurring roles. And, you know, I think that only helps David E. Kelly and Boston Liberal because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, because obviously, there are a quadrillion billion fans of Lost around the the galaxy and universe. Right. And, and knowing that she's playing somewhere else on another show as a regular has actually caused me to tune in some, sometimes right. to Boston Legal and, and follow up and catch and, up um, with what's going on What else there. did they say? They said something else about her that, oh, she is a huge fan of the show. So she, she taped those scenes of the flashbacks yes. without knowing anything else that was going on. Which she had the entire script. She but had she... the entire script, but she only read her parts and, and the parts that she was going to be in in the flashback. So then when she watched it, she wouldn't know any of the mystery reveal of the island, yeah. which I thought that was cool. I think that is extremely so. cool. And so the episode obviously ends by going back to the hatch. And uh, we have Jack is entering, w- entering into the hatch. You know what I noticed? What's that? When Jack um, goes when he is getting ready to go down into the hatch, he takes um, he takes a shirt or something and tears it and wraps his hands. Yeah. And that's such a surgeon protecting his hands. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Because his hands are his life. Yeah. And so he wrapped his hands before he... Because John's hands are all cut uh, yeah. and, and, and bleeding. But um, but Jack wrapped his hands before he slid down the you ca- I would have never thought to catch that. Never. You're amazing. Thanks. I just thought it was. So, I didn't catch it the first time. Right, but no, that that's great, and that wasn't in the commentary. No, it wasn't. That, so, that, I caught that all on my own. That you rock. <laughs> you should be doing commentaries for Lost. So, and 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 we might actually do that. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, the episode Jack enters into the hatch, and he walks towards the computer, and he sees it, and he's about ready to push a button. John Locke steps says, out and says, "I wouldn't do that if I were you." And Jack pulls a gun on John and says, where's Kate? I mean, it's like, all of a sudden, why are you holding a gun to John? Right. You know? And if you go back and you listen in that, um, when... Oh, yeah, go ahead and th- share that. This was cool. Um, I didn't hear it, but Cliff didn't hear it, but I did. Um, Before he Jack. gets to the computer. Okay, Jack um, comes down in to the hatch and, you know, he's walking. He sees John's shoes, which don't really make sense at the time, but... We learned in a couple episodes later. So he comes into the room where the computer is. And, um, you know, there's all these noises going on around him. Excuse me. But in the third episode of season two, we find that Kate was in the the vent, the air Ventilation shaft, yes. And, um... And if you listen very closely in that scene when Jack is kind of like scanning the room and taking it all in, you can hear Kate holler for Jack. Yeah. But they didn't know that they were going to do that until two episodes later. So that is really cool to that they got that in there. Yeah. It, anyway. it was it was definitely cool. But it's pretty cool. I, I'm saying it's cool. But, but I didn't hear, didn't hear. I it. didn't hear it when they said it or when they played it. So you know what? You you're really funny because 
you can how your ears work just amaze me. I mean, it's selective hearing, babe. It it is, but (laughs) you would think that you would sit there and listen for it in in that, and you didn't. Yeah, I I was I was trying, but I didn't hear it. He can be down the street and hear the buzz of the TV, but he can't hear. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that the simplest things they were still talking and. I don't know. There well, was no. They else. stopped talking. Yeah, I don't know. At the moment, I, there's yeah. no excuse. Anyway, I, I couldn't hear it though. It's there. But you heard it, and yeah. so that's cool. So anyway, uh, then they pull out Desmond, and then all of a sudden we get this. Is this what you were talking about, Locke? Is this your destiny? All roads lead here. Jack, calm down. All roads lead here. Lawyer gun. Or I'll blow his damned head off, brother! Brother! Stop it. I'm sorry. I won't have fun anymore. You. You. That is awesome. I love how they're both so out of breath. Like, they've just been running through the stadium yeah. again. You know? Yeah. They're- no, I didn't even think about that. But the, it's the adrenaline. You know, you point a couple guns at each other's heads, and yeah, it, you start breathing. Takes over. So yeah, that for me, this is the greatest episode of Lost this ever. This was a very good episode. It, it had everything. It was... I mean, it had your relationship crap. It had your mystery crap. It had Easter eggs. I mean, we didn't even talk about Shannon seeing Walt for the first time. Yeah, and the whole or the whispers or the whispers. I mean, they had uh, everything. How they um. You know, they show um, Shannon and Saeed running through the jungle, and then they spot Vincent, yes. who the dog's name is actually Madison. Um, and they got her there. And if you go back and you look at um, at this at the shot where they show Shannon approaching the dog, this is go ahead. Peas it, are really bad. That's okay. Um, you can pop your peas. Okay. Well, if you go back and you watch her approaching. Um, the dog, you'll see that they're not showing her hands. Mm-hmm. Like the the scene is cut off at at her um, forearm, and um, she's holding tennis ball. Yes, to get the dog to stay where she is, which I thought was really cute. And then they made a comment that Naveen Andrews. They also do that to get Naveen Andrews to stay in the right spot, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. He works and really well with tennis balls. The, the poor guy. I mean, he's a great actor and. They made a joke at his expense. Emmy nom- nominated. Emmy nominated. So uh, yeah, th- again, th- this episode, I- I'm I'm passionate about Lost again, but I, I'm pa- to be honest with you, I'm passionate about. Yeah, I'm passionate about season, season two. two. <laughs> season two rock, well, and I think that's what, what we're gonna do the next couple well, weeks. I we're gonna review season two some more. In the very begin, very beginning of the episode. Okay. Who is it that says you know all the time? Is that Damon? Damon. Is that Damon? Okay. Yeah, you know. You know. Well, if you go back and you watch the early commentary of this episode. Yes. Their favorite word is fundamentally. Fundamentally. And they wanted to change. And things of that nature. Things fundamentally from season one. And, fun, and, and if you look at season three, they've done another, you know, fundamental change. But they need to go back Yes, absolutely. They need some more Easter eggs. They need more mystery and action. Action. Well, yeah, no, we action. We didn't talk we, about Kate and the action in 
Yeah, of, of dropping down. Uh, How they actually dropped her 15 feet. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, do you know what that is? The mail. <laughs> we have mail in our P.O. box. Here. Stephanie, why don't you tell us what we have in our mailbox that came in? We've got lots of mail. Just just so you know, uh, we opened up a P.O. box for GSPN, and uh, we invited people to uh, contribute to what we are now starting as a uh, collection of postcards from our listeners. And um, we're going to get a photo album or we're going to build a studio officially and, and and plaster these all over the wall. I think they'll go on the wall. Yeah. So what we want to do is if you are interested in uh, submitting for our collection a postcard from either where you live or uh, <laughs> from a vacation that you go on, send us a postcard to uh, GSPN PO Box 482. Hebron, that's H-E-B-R-O-N, Oops. Kentucky, 41048. Drop now, basically, if you can't remember that, simply, uh, you well, it's an MP3. You can simply. go back a couple seconds and replay it. That's how I do uh, my M- MP3s when I listen to the podcast. Or go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, and in the menu on the right-hand side, under GSPN links, there's a big thing that says Contact Us. And it's got all the different ways you can contact us, including our P.O. Box address. Oh, by the way, we have a new website uh, design. <laughs> but anyway, check it out. Go ahead, Steph. Okay. What do we have? Well, we got some postcards. We got one postcard from um, Maureen Brown with, um, where is this of? Huh? She says. Oh, it's um, it's Sedona. It's very beautiful. It's a. Uh, Chapel of the Holy Cross. Yes. It, yeah, that's it, beautiful. That that's is a beautiful, beautiful postcard. postcard. So thank you very much, Maureen Brown. And, uh, you know, now Maureen Brown, I don't know if you know this. She is our very first uh, monthly recurring um, uh, don't GSPN supporter. Right. Uh, we had several folks uh, ask if we could set it up to where PayPal could actually automatically take a monthly donation without having... To come back at the first of the month uh, to 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 submit a new donation, and uh, so it was actually a request of several individuals that got me uh, to actually go in and create a PayPal donation page on our site uh, where you can donate anywhere. You could actually do three dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten, fifteen, twenty, or twenty-five dollars. If you want to donate and have it automatically come out. Uh, once a month, uh, you all you need to do is go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com uh, and just in the menu at, on the right-hand side, at the very bottom, there's a donate PayPal button. <laughs> Click that and you'll have the directions on how to do that. But Maureen, thank you very much for being our very first uh, monthly supporter of GSPN. We, we appreciate that and thank you for this postcard. What do we got next, Steph? Okay, well, we have four postcards from Sherry in Irwin, Tennessee. And if you read the back of them, one of them says she couldn't decide which one to send, so she, she sent, sent them, them all. She sent them all, yes. <laughs> but they're beautiful um, scenes of, of Tennessee. Yeah, in fact, uh, she bought them at, a, if I remember correctly, she had, uh, bought them at a little general store uh, that is that where the CSX Railroad runs right through uh, behind the store. And so yeah. uh, these are beautiful scenes. Uh, of Tennessee, and thank you very much for those, Sherry. We and, uh, re- Sherry Irwin of, uh, what is it, Wilson, Tennessee? No, it's Irwin. Irwin. 
Oh, okay. Sherry what? Sherry Wilson? No. Her last name's not Wilson. No, it's Tilson, I think. Tilson, that's yeah. it. Sherry Tilson from Irwin, Tennessee. Right. Uh, we'll get it right. I got it right. We're I'm, waiting for you. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's what you get. And then I have a lovely postcard here. From Finland. Oh yes, this is this is this is our first postcard from outside and, of the United States from yes, Finland. It's from is it Lamazo? Let me see real quick. It is Lasmo. 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 From Finland. Lasmo. Is that what I said? I think so. Okay, I don't know what I said, but that's what I meant to say. Lasmo from Finland, and although I can't read the postcard itself, let me itself, see if I can try. Okay, let's try. Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to burst that out. I can, however, read the English that that they wrote on the back, and it says, Season 3 sucks, and you guys don't. Lasmo. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very you, much. Lasmo. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's and awesome. Th- this was very awesome to get a postcard and from Finland. we got some Christmas cards. Yes, we did. Well, I guess that's a Christmas postcard. Yeah, this one is a Christmas postcard, and I, I think so. it probably says Merry, Merry Christmas or something. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's very cool. <laughs> we have no idea. Uh yeah, but anyway, go ahead. We, so probably Lasma, thank you very much for that language. Um, and then we got our very first um Christmas card came back in early December from Jocelyn from yes, Los Angeles. Jocelyn Baumgartner, and uh, we want to th- say thank you, Jocelyn, for uh, your recent support via PayPal. Um, and then thank you very much for this card as well. Um, Sherry from Irwin, Tennessee, just loves us so much. She sent us a Christmas card she as well, which is a beautiful well. card, it's by the way. It's gorgeous. It's a Thomas Kincaid um, um, picture on the front. It's, it's got, got lovely glitter. glitter for the snow. It's gorgeous. Yes. But you know what I found most special about this? What? If you open it up, it's to Cliff, Stephanie, Megan, Matthew, and McKenna. Yes. It, she she addressed this to our whole family, which I thought was very special. So that's from Sherry and her family. Sherry, thank you so much. What a blessing. And this was so funny. This was awesome. <laughs> we got a um, a Christmas card from Blue in Chicago. Blue Caldwell, and, is that know, right? I don't know. It just says Blue in Chicago. I think it's, see if it says on the back, Caldwell uh, something. Oh, no. yeah, you're right. It's on the, it's on the return yeah. address label, which we're keeping all of our, our um, envelopes. So if you don't want us to have your address, you probably shouldn't put a return oh, address. Like they care. <laughs> Um, we might send out Christmas cards next year. Maybe, maybe. So, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, this Christmas card is is homemade, and it's got oh, Santa yes. Hurley, Santa Hurley on the front of it. Um, it, it was really cute. Yes, and it says, "We see you when you're sleeping. We know you when you're awake. We know when you've been bad or good." And it's got Hurley on there in the Santa suit, and it's got ornaments on the inside with yes, the numbers, with the on, numbers them. on them. And uh, it says, so be good or we'll throw you in a bear cage, beat you, and feed you nothing but fish biscuits. (laughs) And she says, happy holidays and stay lost. So, Blue in Chicago, thank Thank you you. very much for such a unique uh, Christmas card. That was awesome. And then then we got a Christmas card from Maureen, Maureen Brown. Maureen, just sharing the love, isn't she? Yeah. Thank you very much, and, and, and then, a very, a very special note, and it yeah, says she, to the Reverend Crest yeah, as well. Yeah, she wrote a very beautiful note to, to our family, and then. Uh, yeah. So thank you very, very much, nice. Maureen. <clears throat> okay, you ready? Yes. This is the one. Oh, this is the special one. This is the one. I opened up this. We were driving to go get lunch. 
and tell them where we were heading to go get lunch. Well, I'm sure they probably already know. We were going to Chipotle for lunch. Yep. Because that's the only place we ever eat. And Cliff probably got... Three or four gift cards. You probably had like $175 worth of gift cards after Christmas because that's all he asked for. (laughs) And I got them. So we've had a lot of Chipotle the last few days. Yeah, I'm on vacation this week and we've eaten there a couple times. we've eaten there like four times this week. Anyway... Oh, so we opened up this card, and out falls... You have glitter on the top of your lip. That's awesome. Awesome. That's because I was playing with that card from Sherry. Thanks, Sherry. So anyway, this card comes from Amy Wright, and I opened it up, and out fell a Chipotle gift card. Yes, it did. And um, I'm going to read it. Go ahead. Um, she says, Cliff and Stephanie, I love listening to all your podcasts. Congrats on one year. Next date night on me. And Love thank Amy. you so much. So, and so we much. actually and went we on a did. date. We went on a date. Was that last night? Last night. That was last night. It we seems like three date. dates ago, but. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, we did go on a date, just the two of us, last night. And we finished up one of our previous um, gift cards. So we actually have we enough have on Amy's one. for another another date night so yes thank you very much amy for that and uh if you guys again if you want to send us anything to our p.o box just send it to gspn p.o box 482 hebron kentucky 41048 now uh next up we have a little generally speaking uh podcast network update this is a generally speaking podcast network update Okay, so um, I had already mentioned that I uh, had been working on a redesign of generallyspeakingpodcast.com. And in fact, I worked on it from 12 o'clock a.m. to 3.30 in the morning. You really have no idea how to go to bed, do you? I Sometimes. I'm on vacation, babe. I was having fun. And so I'm very excited about the new site, and I want to encourage you guys to come check it out. Um, I think it, it, it's a new look and feel. Uh, I'm working on the bottom of the menu where it doesn't extend down all the way, but that's just a little thing that will be squared away very quickly. But anyway, it, it, it's, it's a new look and feel. And um, just uh, want to encourage you guys to uh, check that out and also make mention that if you click on the PayPal donate button, that's if you're interested in contributing on a monthly um, basis to help support what we're doing here in podcasting. If you enjoy our weekly Lost podcast and the information that we provide on a regular basis, uh, please feel free to to do that. We invite you to help us out and support the bandwidth costs and the other operating costs that are involved in, in devoting this time here. If you are not able to do that financially, don't even consider it. I mean, it, if, it, if it's a sacrifice for you, uh, by all means, put put food on the table for your family, all those other things, Absolutely. get your bills paid. But uh, we, we know that there have been several people like Edith Baker, Richard Emblem, uh, Nicola France, uh, Jocelyn uh, Baumgartner, and, and Sherry Tilson, and, and, so, and so many other people, uh, Michelle and... and Vicky and just so many people have been generous and, and God has blessed them um, with with an abundance and and they have been willing to share with us and and it's really it's it's those people that make this possible so we thank you guys and if anybody's willing to to uh, uh, go ahead and sign up for a monthly subscription at least uh, we'll be able to gear you know how things are coming and and if you want to make a one-time donation of any amount 
uh, for the year 2007. You you just click that donate button. It basically you're not. It'll take you to a page that it describes how you can sign up for a monthly amount, or there's still the ability to make a one-time, non-recurring uh, donation. And not to mention, you can actually send us a check payable to GSPN if you want to to PO Box 482, Hebron, Kentucky 41048. Uh, next up, uh, dig.com has uh, dig.com has started a brand new podcast directory. Now, Stephanie, I know you don't know what dig.com is. I do too. You told me about it. Uh, well, I told you about it the other day in another podcast, but um, it, it is. But you're right. It really means nothing to me. Exactly. <laughs> but I will tell you that it means a lot to millions of people. It's like one of the, it's actually in the top 20. Since, you know, since my computer the, died, I really am not on it very much at all. But it, I sat down the other day because I thought I should probably check my email and I think I had like 32 emails. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been that long since I. So, dig.com is actually one of the top 20th most visited sites on the internet. Is that amazing? What, what, say that again? It's the, it's the, one of the, it's, it's actually number 20. It's okay. in the top 20 okay. of the most visited sites on the internet. Okay. And I think that the, their podcast directory is going to be, uh, is going to surpass podcastalley.com. And so those who have been voting for us on Podcast Alley, I'm going to ask you to re... Go uh, dig us. Yeah. (laughs) If you dig us, go to digg.com and do a search for Weekly Lost Podcast. And I think we'll show up as like number four or five in Lost Podcasts out there. That is until a bunch of people sign up for an account with Dig and then start digging us. And I think you have to dig um, an episode once every two to three weeks uh, for your votes to stay on there. So the night, and that's a good thing because um, shows that get really popular with people that go and get one vote that doesn't last forever. It's for people who who really enjoy shows. It's a way to to show the popularity of that show. Okay. And um and then of course separate from the weekly lost podcast, uh our our most second most popular show is My Crazy Life. And if you listen to that, just go ahead and do another search in the podcast directory on dig.com for Cliff Ravenscraft, and it will pull up like five other shows uh, separately. It won't show the weekly lost podcast for some reason because of the way that I had it set up. Okay. But anyway, if you search for Cliff Ravenscraft, it'll pull up my crazy life. We'd love your dig there. We are currently number three in the fam kids and family category. That's pretty cool. Number three for my crazy life. So I still can't believe people talk, want to hear us talk about our crazy life. And it's pretty popular. I know. So, uh, yes. And that's pretty much all I have. Okay. Uh, Would this be the time to to? What are we? We're in the update, right? Yes. So would this be the time to you know talk about being in Houston? Um. It well, that's not definite yet, but uh, well, it's a definite that we're going. We just don't definitely know. Okay, go ahead and explain. Well, okay, so um, we Cliff had- and I and our family are um going to be in Houston coming up here within the next. Um, within the next year, I guess my little sister is getting married, and um, she will be um in September or March. So in September it could or be March, a little bit more than a could, year. 
I said in about a year. Okay. There, there will be more details to follow. Okay. But um, my little sister is getting married, and so we will be in Houston for um, for her wedding because I would not miss that for anything. And so if you are in the Houston area or surrounding areas or would like to make a drive. <laughs> I don't know how far it is from San Antonio to Houston, but I know it's we probably, have Michelle in Texas. Or yeah. she She's... Uh, yeah, Michelle's, Michelle's from, Texas. from Texas, and then yeah. there was Matt. Moderator Matt was from Texas, yeah. San Antonio, and but um, we had somebody else from Texas. Is a huge state. Yeah, it so. is. Anyway, I was it's really like a small just, country. Really, just wanting to say that my little sister's getting married. That's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and who might be her maid of honor? Well, it just happens to be her one and only older sister. That's awesome. That's me. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. It, it was it was very cool, but that's for a whole nother podcast altogether. Yes. We will be sharing that in a I My Crazy Life. I will be sharing life. that in a My Crazy Life. So more details to follow. I, I know we had talked about the fact that we were going to make it. We it will try be to September make, or March, and we, we will be yeah, it, in which, the Houston area. It, it depends on how the finances go in, in our monthly support and stuff like that. Because uh, we, we want to go to California. Right. But we're not sure if, if this will push us back on that or what, but probably. B- well, I don't know. We we've we've been getting a lot of support from our listeners and, and Yes, so, we have. And, They're and amazing. We we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um and I we're it's official. I went and registered yeah. generally Cliff Ravenscraft doing business as generally speaking podcast network uh at the county clerk's office here in uh, Boone County. And I have gone and applied for an occupational license and also a permit to do in-home business. And I am now officially available for podcast consulting work. And so if you are interested in starting a podcast of your own individually, or if you have a ministry or business that you would like to uh, start a podcast for and you would like somebody either to do it all for you, to walk you through it, or to give you any other advice... Um, I do have a referral that I can give you of somebody that I've helped, and you can kind of see, she can tell you herself how uh, the consultant work I did for her helped her out. So if you're interested in that, send an email to cliff at ravenscraft.org. And with that, that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll be back uh, next weekend, I'm sure, with something. Oh, I'm so glad. I I can't forget this. If you're still listening to this... (laughs) Uh, which you wouldn't hear me say that if you're not. So uh, basically, Kim and Jim did uh, episode a couple episodes, didn't they? Or did they? No, just they did one... one. They did one episode a while back. Uh, I thought they were supposed to do two. Well, they're that's what I'm gonna. Do. They're actually getting ready to plan for their next episode. Okay. So Kim and Jim are gonna do what they call a favorites episode. And what they want is some feedback from our listeners. And what we were going to ask you to do is to call us on our listener line at area code 859-795-4057. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what it is. It's 859-795-4057. Or you can email us at cliff at ravenscraft.org. And what Kim wants you to let us know is what your favorite episode is, your favorite character, uh, or your favorite relationship. It doesn't matter if it's a a romantic relationship or not. Uh, And also, she wants to know what your favorite episode of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network Weekly Lost Podcast is. (laughs) Mine would either be 49 or 60, is it 61 was our 
one year anniversary? I don't know. One of those. Those yeah. were my two favorite. But somebody oh. had mentioned one. Number, uh, somebody had mentioned that their favorite is number four. Number four or three? Number four. Okay. And that whenever they're caught up on listening, they always go back and listen to number four. That was one where Rachel hung up on her Is that the one where mom. she hung up on her mom? That's yes. great. Oh, that was great. Uh, so send us an email or va- uh, voicemail with your favorites, and I will forward those on to Kim, and her and, and Jim will put together a special favorites podcast for us to release in the Weekly Lost podcast feed. But we will be here next week uh, with a new episode, and we want We're to... We're back for the long haul. That's right. We want to wish you... I had you- my vacation <laughs> We want to wish you a very, very, very blessed and happy new year in 2007. And we are so looking forward to another year of Weekly Lost Podcasting. And so until... Until next time. Stay lost. Stay lost. Now where's that bumper at? Hold on. I think it's over here. Crap, it's been too long since I've done this. No, that's not that one. Oh, here it is. Stay lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. <laughs>